I've dealt with men cheating a lot. And now when I look back through this healing, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? Why are you with men that cheat on you? When I stayed, it was because I was scared, right? Because I was like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? I have to start all over again. I was in a relationship with this one, what, four or five years? Like, you get scared to leave something that you're so comfortable with. Like, you're comfortable. You're, like, happy here. It was scary. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Almost 30. Welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. We're a podcast about relationships, love, health, (laughs) wellness, (laughs) entrepreneurship. What if we just switch and we're like, entrepreneurship, relationships and love. Honestly, we're about... Dating. I think Dear Sugar is no longer a podcast. Like they're not creating yeah. episodes anymore. So we could just step in. Yeah, I completely. <laughs> We're like the same sort of energy. Yeah, an experience. Yeah. <laughs> of like, we were talking about Dear Sugar. I was talking about Dear Sugar the other night and how they're just so, they just feel every reply. Love them so much. I'm a little bit more curt. <laughs> You're like, wait, 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 wait. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. break up, dump him. <laughs> That's usually my response. I'm like, dump his ass. Oh my God. Um, I received this, like, I was in my DMs and received a message from someone in the community who had a psychic dream. Oh. Which didn't surprise me, but also, you know. My friend, this girl, Michaela, and she says, girl, I debated whether or not I should share this. And if it was weird, so take it or leave it, alien emoji. But I have psychic dreams. And I had a dream last night that me, you and Krista were at an airport and waiting for our flight. And Krista- About to take off, baby. (laughs) About to take off. And Krista was telling me about your new man and how he is so in love with you. And you were teary-eyed because you were so happy and said, everything makes sense now. And it was just so beautiful. And I just see this coming for you. Oh my God. How fucking sweet. So sweet. She's crying right now. Oh my God. (laughs) I actually had a dream last night about floods, I think. And I was sitting this morning. I was like, oh, I'm trying to understand my dreams more and read about them. So I read, I was like, dream meanings, dreams about floods. And the first one was, dreams about water and floods are very common. They symbolize your emotions and changes that are happening in your life. And the next one says, a dream is a representation of crisis. This is associated with death death or transforming in your life. And so they all just go from like really cool to like really severe. If the flood, if a dream about a flood is very severe and you need to have a desire or you have a desire to change a lot in your life. I'm like, okay, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I just been trying to chill in in my flood dream. Do not 
do not look up your dreams when it's a natural do not. disaster. Do not. Usually it's bad. Um, yeah, I used to have natural disaster dreams all the time. I don't have, I don't necessarily have psychic dreams, but I'm curious as, as to like, if I were to really write down, analyze mm-hmm. whether it would, like I could decode it, but it, it just made me laugh because I'd That's have, so sweet. I've reconnected with someone recently and it kind of made me, of course, you just connect it with that and whatever. But I just thought it was odd that she sent that to me mm-hmm. literally the day after. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Really? So yeah. it was on the Friday? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Wow. In my dreams recently, it's been very interesting because I'm having conversations with people that I should be having in person. So there was one situation with someone that I needed to say things and I didn't. And it wasn't really a big deal at all. It was just like a conversation that was like, I was like, I'll get to later. Mm -hmm. And so in my dream, I had a conversation with that person. And then Lacey recently, I was like, I listened to her episode with Holly Madison and I was just so proud of her. And I feel like I was just thinking of, of all these things. And in my dream, I told her all that stuff in my dream. And then I had another person in my life that I was like so proud of and happy for. And in my dream, I was like telling them all this stuff. So now I don't have to tell anyone anything in person. <laughs> I kind of like, I, I would- I I'm would, like, I'm good, I, I would, guess. I would think that kind of would satisfy- Isn't that funny? A part of it. It's very, it's yeah. just very, it's interesting as my dreams have really caught up to the where the time I am today. So now my dreams are very current. You know, yeah. I used to have very previous life dreams, but now they're very current, which is interesting. Does Justin dream? No, he actually doesn't. Oh. He's, or he says that, he's like, I don't dream. And then he'll be like, yeah, I had a dream about whatever- I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I, mean, I think some people just like choose not to. I'm yeah. sure if they thought about it long enough, maybe yeah. they would remember. But we've been arguing this week. And so I actually found out a really good way to cleanse our apartment that I'm really happy about. So mm. I wanted to, to tell everyone. So the, and I've been gone, I've been out of town. So in my apartment is just a very, transient energy. It's like very quickly, very good or very quickly, very bad. So I'm trying to keep it a little bit more energetically sound. And the way that I've been cleansing my apartment is by putting on either ohm chanting or doing 963 hertz. And I like 963 hertz better than 432 because it's um, like more angel vibration. And so I do 963 hertz or ohm chanting on as music. And that musical vibration helps to really set the stage for the cleansing. And then I will do sage, Mm -hmm. you know, counterclockwise motion with saying whatever I'm intending to do in the space. And then after that, I'll take my bell and I have a really, really great bell that I got from House of Intuition, but you can also get them online from like Energy Muse or just any of those Mm -hmm. websites. You have to make sure that it's a specific type of metal bell, not just, it's like a brass, not just like any cheap bell. And the bell vibration and tone is really good for just breaking up any stuck energy, especially in the corners of rooms. So I'll really take my time ringing the bell in the corners of the room, going up and down, making sure that I'm hitting the ground too, because there's a lot that can just get stuck where our feet are. And especially if we're just focusing on like where our arms reach, Mm. you know, you might miss a lot. And then after that, I'll do Palo Santo just for some positive energy. And then at the end, I'll take that sound bowl 
and I'll do the sound mm-hmm. bowl in all the area. And the sound bowl is almost like the closing yeah. of the ceremony in the session. Beautiful. And if you don't want to use sage, then there's also sage spray you can buy. So there's like smudge spray. So if that's you know not something you're interested to do, definitely get the smudge spray, which is really good. And then after that, I'll do like a spray. So I have like aura cleansing sprays, like a rose or just like a lavender or mint or lemon. It can be very simple or you can use you know something like a Vitruvi or a sage or an essential oil. And then it'll like kind of do the final cleanse cleaning and closing so it doesn't smell so intense. And it's been really, really nice. Like I could tell the difference in my apartment last night from the night before. It just feels so much better. Yeah. And just the ritual of it to be able to slow down and do it, I'm sure kind of creates some sort of energy in the room as well. Yeah. I. It's just over overrated, underrated, underrated how our environment affects us not only like aesthetically, but energetically. We pick up on things and we, you know, you're very in tune. So you kind of know when the energy is off, but some people might just attribute attribute it to like, is there something wrong with me? Yeah. So that's a really, a really good point. The, the smudge spray, every time my brother would come in my apartment, I'd be like, come here. Get over <laughs> I here. I literally douse him. Get over He's here, like, you dirty is, dog. What is this? I'm like, mm, please close your eyes and your mouth. You're going through the, I know. the car wash. I'm like spraying my mom's hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the smudge spray you can get, there's one by Tisha Morris and I don't know which brand I have. I'll find it for you guys and oh, link yeah. it, but it's a really great brand if you're not interested to buy Sage which I understand. Yeah. But yeah, Justin's been having a really hard time at, at work. So, you know, that intense energy of anger and frustration is like dropped off at home. Totally. totally. And mama has patience for only so long. <laughs> mama can only be patient for so long. It is. It and then is. I'm done. Maybe there's a ritual that he can do or you guys can do before you go into the apartment. Mm-hmm. Where it's like dropping the shit. I know, drop the shit. Maybe, maybe you get a bunch of rocks and, and you just drop them. Just and drop thing. them. I know. I've been thinking about that lately. How I really want to make my the door more special, whether it's like a wreath or a pretty mat or something that really makes you feel like you're stepping into something. Yeah, intentional rather than than not. Yeah, I know. I thought I've thought about that. I'm not really sure exactly what to do, but I, like, I've been what thinking my mom about used that. To do? I, don't I know. Know. <laughs> I don't even know what Terry used to do. But. <laughs> my mom would have like the wildest wreaths. Like she love be, a good wreath. She'd like, did you see? Like she she'd put like little fake birds in it and stuff. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. and the birds would like fall. Yeah, like, I actually had a really sweet um, text from Thad mm. that I wanted to read. So if you guys are listeners, I or you guys know I got engaged recently, and very exciting time. So chat or Thad, someone that we met at onsite, we did a full episode review of Onsite, which was a really beautiful therapeutic experience for creatives at Onsite Retreats in Nashville. And we met someone named Thad that was very, very sweet. And he sent me the kindest text. And he said, I'm so happy for you and Justin on getting engaged. I read this poem and I thought of y'all. We subtract or add to our beauty with each movement and sound. Look, we have a chance to help paint each other gold. The closest thing to amorous play with God in form should be the goal of any intimacy between us. Us, those who seek the sacred friendship and can gaze at each other in appreciation in places we allow few to ever see. It's just like a beautiful little paragraph. So beautiful. <laughs> like, oh my God. So beautiful. I like um, 
I like the last one, us. For those we seek that sacred friendship and we can gaze at each other in appreciation in places we allow few to ever see. It's really beautiful. Mm. So kind. So kind. Dad is a musician, so you can listen to his music on Spotify and iTunes and all that. T-H-A-D. Cockrell. Cockrell, yeah, he's the best. He's awesome. Coming up for Almost 30, we want to remind all of you who are in and around LA or or who can travel to LA, we have a live show December 7th at the Dynasty Typewriter at the Hayworth Theater. And we're so pumped to round out the year with you. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Our live shows have been so much fun. So it is going to be just a great way to end the year together. Tickets are real cheap. So Mm -hmm. get them on our website, almost30podcast.com. And very exciting. We have been working really, really hard the past 18, 25, probably maybe 30 years of my life on on your podcast pro. So just a reminder. So your podcast pro is our resource to help people start, grow and monetize their podcast. Lindsay and I, when we started this three years ago, there weren't any resources available. There wasn't any how-to guide. We had to just figure out by doing and messing up. and, And we wanted to really just make the process really easy for you to have a successful podcast. So we have been working on a digital course Uh, that is video. There is like behind the scenes stuff. There's worksheets and all of these amazing things just to really, really help you take, you know, your idea to launch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're really proud of it. And, you know, when we were starting a podcast, we wish we had a resource like this. We just really wanted to provide the tools and support and inspiration for future podcasters. We yeah. love it so much. So that is coming beginning of the new year. So stay tuned, yourpodcastpro.com. Yeah, there's also a workshop we're doing in January. So if you are interested to get a little one-on-one help or get your hands held through the process, join us in Los Angeles in January. Tickets are available on our website for that intimate workshop. Yeah. All right. Today on the podcast, couldn't be happier Tea about baby. this one. Letitia Lee. Letitia Lee, we, man, oh man. It's like one of those people that you meet and you're like, oh boy, mm-hmm. gonna gonna be friends for life. Friends for life. <laughs> I feel bad for her. Cause she like walks around and everyone's probably like, I'm friends for, with her for life. <laughs> and like- She is that magnetic. She's, she's so mad. Like people checking out at the grocery store are gonna be like, wow, she's my friend for life. Mm-hmm. But you really do think that way. She's the most supportive, kind, gorgeous Mm -hmm. human and she is one of our dearest friends and just like the the support she gives people is the realest support i've ever actually seen in my life (laughs) and i'm not saying other people don't support other people it's It's, it's just so pure it is like it's aggressive in the best way yes it just makes me feel like she cares i would never feel bad about being like hey tisha can you support us with this like she'd be like i'm there you know yeah, there's no there's no underlying anything. There's no underlying wanting something or questioning or it's just everything is a yes and everything is a what else can I do? And she is just the definition of a true friend and she's been through a lot. She's had a really interesting journey in life and 
there's a lot of things that, you know, I learned about her during this interview that I just found really fascinating. And I think it's really beautiful of how she's managed to get out of a toxic relationship and really come into her own. She has a beautiful, thriving business. She's an actress. She's a model. She's all of these amazing things. But overall, she's really just learned to be more of herself through a really, really challenging time and how to support people along the way. Yeah. So she is the founder and CEO of Tress, which it's these incredibly fashionable, fun hats for women who have textured, wavy, curly hair. And they're just beautiful and thoughtful and so proud of her. She like kills it. This business is is really incredible. And her podcast, Girl, We Got This, is one of our favorites. We were actually on her podcast. The so first check, episode she put out. Yeah, check the show notes. We'll We'll link that episode. But She's just such a natural in conversation too. She makes people feel so comfortable. Yeah, she's the coolest. You can find her on Instagram at Letitia.roll. And her podcast is Girl, We Got This. Her website is bluehazel.com. That's B-L-U-H-A-Z-L. And then Tress is T-R-E-S-S. Yeah. All right. Enjoy this episode. If it resonates, share with your friends. That means a lot to us. And if you're called to review on, on Apple Podcasts, we would love that as well. Thank you. Thank it would mean you. so much. We will see you in Australia, see you with more of your podcast pro coming out. And thanks for being a part of the community, Almost 30 Nation. See ya. I know, have you always been such a, so supportive of women? Hell yeah. I really? Think, even, well, I, before I got into a really crazy relationship, yes. Because I'm from a big family of five. Yeah. Wow. So like sisterhood was always like a big thing for me. And I always played on sports teams, right? So I was always with girls. I always had a crew of girls with me. I, I mean, growing up, it was three girls in one bedroom back at home in Massachusetts. Wow. You know what I mean? So I was with my younger sister, my older sister. Me and my older sister was in the same grade. We pooped together. Like we played soccer together. Dude, like, I miss pooping together. Bro. <laughs> we did everything. We literally did everything together. We were in the same grade. So like we were on the same basketball team. And like I had a girl squad every freaking season because of sports. Yeah. So like girls were like my jam. Like I loved women, but I fell out of love with women when I got in toxic relationships. And then... I got out of it and then I was like, what happened? I love women. <laughs> how did you, like, what was it like falling? Like, how did you feel about women in those relationships and why? This is, this is the crazy thing. So I think when you're in a toxic place, you attract where you are in your life, right? So I was just, I was in a relationship where it wasn't healthy. I was being cheated on. I was being like lied to. It was, it was, it was a roller coaster of emotions, but I was in love with him. So I stayed and there was all these women that knew I was with this man that like constantly were like coming at him. And I'm like, bro, I'm right here. What are mm-hmm. you doing? And I'm an adult, like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, women don't respect women. And it made me lose love for women um, during that time of my life in my later 20s. And I was just like, yo, these women are grown too. Some are younger, but like, I'm right here and you're disrespecting me. Like all y'all know, like that's my man. Yeah. But then that was me being young and naive because it wasn't the woman that was disrespecting me. It was my man that was disrespecting me that allowed these women to think that they could disrespect me. Mm. You know, when a woman thinks that they can disrespect you, they will. They will. But it's because the man 
allowed it. Yeah. You know yeah. What It's I always mean? like you see it happen in front of you and you're like, this bitch. Yeah. But you don't realize that behind your back, he's like, yeah. yo, bitch, come over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that he's calling that in. Yes. But you see it on the outside. You're like, why is she calling you? Yeah. But you don't see him like calling her back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And as women, I think we're so like, we're like, when we see something that affects us, we're like, yo, yo, girl. It's never about our man because we're in love with him, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we're not looking at our man. We're like, yo, what is she doing? We're always projecting instead of looking inward because that's what happens, especially when you're in a toxic place in a relationship. Everything's like wild. I call it the matrix or the twilight zone. Honestly, especially in your situation. Yeah. yeah. You know, how did you, so you were in Boston, like yep. growing up in Boston, yep. like- and it feels like you were in that place of community, family, mm-hmm. in sports, you know, having that sisterhood, having that just um, appreciation for all of that. Like, what was the transition? When did you meet this person and also like <sighs> move? Like, I, yeah. I'm interested in the move part the because I, I know Boston like really well and yes. I can kind of feel like those roots like holding you. Yeah. So what kind of made you fly in that way? So I'm from Gardner, Mass, small, small town. Uh, like an hour outside of Boston. I went to college on scholarship for basketball. Again, home team, girl squad, like best yeah. time of my life with the girls. <laughs> I was in college there. Then I started modeling. I blew up my knee, started modeling which with women. Did you I find, did the someone world. find you? Yeah, I got really? picked up. So I blew up my knee in college. I wanted to go overseas, but I couldn't anymore because I blew up my knee. I tore my ACL, LCL, my MCL all in once. Jeez. My junior year. Were you slam dunking? Duh. <laughs> Obviously, I was slam dunking. And I just came down hard. <laughs> so after my slam dunk, those days were over. And uh, yeah, I got, I got scouted and I moved to Miami. Then I was in South Africa, in New York. And I met incredible women. When they, when they scouted you, were they like, did you believe it? Were you like, yeah. <sighs> Or I what always, was that like? You know what's crazy? So you're I changing have, an identity from a basketball player right, to mm-hmm. a model. So to be completely honest, I have these crazy blue eyes. And all my life, like people used to be like, you should model, you should model, you should model. So when Kira approached me, which is like a mother agent, they call it, I was like, yeah, I should model. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. people have been telling me this all the time. I'm short though. I'm 5'7". So I didn't really think like it was a thing that I could actually pursue. But there's so many different types of modeling in -hmm. this industry. It's not all Victoria's Secret fashion shows, skinny, tall girls. Mm -hmm. There's so many other categories. So... When it came, I was like, Smile Direct Club girls. Yeah, Spank Dust. <laughs> Bruh, did you see me on Smile Direct? You're welcome. I saw you on that billboard. I fixed all your teeth. <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, so like that's, that's, that's what happened. And I started like working. And I was in Miami, South Africa. I moved back to Miami. And that's when I met, you know, let's, I, there's this cool thing in therapy that I learned. And she said, you know, you shouldn't really, if you're done with something, like, don't bring it back up. But we're doing this in terms of helping other people so they don't do our dumb shit that we did as yes, when yes. we were young, right? So let's call him Ricky. Okay. Ricky. You know, <laughs> long story short, like, I met I met him around, I was 24, 25. Like at a club. Mm-hmm. And were you, were you enjoying modeling? Like, did you feel fulfilled? Modeling was fun. Really? Yeah, what do you mean? I got to travel the world. And like meet the most incredible people. I still model to this day. And like, it's so fun. I get to be creative, meet photographers, creatives, assistants, stylists, and other dope models. Like, I love it. I think what's so cool about like kind of the niche of modeling that you're in, like more of the commercial, like, and also what's changing about modeling is like, you aren't in the category of the 5'11", 
super, super, mm-hmm. super skinny. Mm-hmm. And there's an industry for that, but being able to like show up as you are so beautiful right. and you don't have the pressures of like, say, I know you've done runway shows, but like say a runway show type yeah. situation. Right. It's just so different. It's like different. I, I think the pressures are different. All I do is smile, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a life, I do lifestyle print. I'm literally smiling. And having fun oh. and jumping or laying on a bed <laughs> shooting yeah. from Marriott Hotel. Uh-huh. How good is your jump, man? Dude, <laughs> yes. jump. sometimes all that shit's hard. You got to like do it totally. over and over. <laughs> totally. It's exhausting. Low-key, not that much in shape. But, but also you make it fun. Yeah. Like, you see the good in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, People. it's dope. And then you like see the aftermath. Like one of my ads were just in Times Square. I'm like literally visually seeing my face in Times Square on a video two-story billboard. No way. Like, what? So cool. <laughs> yeah, I used to dream of that shit when I was like 20 years old and now my face is in Times Square. Do people recognize you? Mm, I don't think so, yeah. bro. If they call me Golden Barbie one more time. Is that what they call you? She's a beautiful girl. She's, she's oh, based in LA. You know her. Yeah. She's stunning. Yeah. She's stunning. Yeah. That's what they recognize me out here in LA. She's no beautiful. Idea. And I met her. She was super sweet. I met her really briefly once. Gorgeous girl. Do you get sick of people talking about your eyes to you? Uh, Like if a guy's like, you have beautiful eyes and you're like, yeah, Bro, they need to come with something new. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I was going to say, do you get over it? Yeah, like come with something new, bro. Like done. I know my eyes are beautiful. (laughs) No, literally that's what I was thinking. I'm like, you're probably like, dude, I'm over it. Just- Just be a little more creative, right? Just like come with, because you already know that the other dude just said the same thing. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm grateful for my eyes. I'm grateful for my mom. Shout out to my mama for she giving me these eyes. eyes. Too? Oh, yeah. yeah. No way. Her eyes She's are more so beautiful. Though. Really? Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. She gave me the, out of us five, I was the only one that got blue eyes. No way. Yeah. All my brothers and sisters. Chosen I only one. got it. <laughs> Thanks, Chosen mama. That's why one. I still take care of my mama. And your sisters got the, wasn't for, I wasn't, the I wasn't green eyes. Money. Hazel. She has the hazel. Pretty. She has that crazy ass hazely yellow brown. Pretty. Pretty ass girl. You guys are so pretty. Are your parents still together? No, they just divorced, dude. No way. I say just, but it was like five years ago. That's what it feels like just. I mean, they were, my, my mom had me, she was 17. Wow. So my dad was what, 18? My mom graduated high school. My dad never graduated high school. He got his GED after. Um, they were together since they were 17 years old, divorced five years ago. How, how, what, how are you doing? Did you see that coming? No. What do you mean? Yeah, with five kids is... Five kids back at home. We were like that family. Like my parents took care of everybody's kids. My dad was the coach of everybody's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and as a child living in that universe, you don't see anything wrong with them. I didn't know anything yeah. was wrong. I had no idea until one time my sister was like, yo, you need to come home for Thanksgiving because I would spend it with my boyfriend and his family. And I was like, why? What's wrong? She goes, dad's being weird. And I'm like, bro, maybe he's having a midlife crisis. He's like 45 right now. You know, yeah. like- Guys go through that shit. Still young. Yeah, you know. But in our heads, like our parents are superhumans to me. Like, what do you mean you guys have feelings, emotions? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean dad pisses you off? It was hard as frig. Like, it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever dealt with. Loki got in depression when they divorced. Really? Yeah, it was sad. And I think it's so crazy because as an adult, you're like, what, mom? That's what I wanted. Like you and dad, like you were the like epitome of like love. Oh. And now as an adult, I'm like, what is love, bro? Mm. You know what I mean? My parents are great parents, both of them. My dad was f- amazing. My mom is the best. So when everything went down, it was like heartbreaking. And not for me, just for me though, for everyone. Mm-hmm. 
you know, my younger sister, my brothers, it was really hard to see my brothers, my older sister. It was hard. It was probably one of the hardest things that we dealt with as a family in a long time. And it's not the same anymore. Yeah. You know, because like our squad is super close. We're really tight. And now it's like, and when I go home, I got to go see my dad somewhere differently. You know what I mean? It's like, a, it's like chores. Now I have to do like this, that, this, that. Yeah. It's not one unit anymore. But I've embraced it. I'm a lot better now. I love my mom. I love my dad. Um, there was a point where I didn't talk to my dad for like six months. Wow. Mm. No? Do you feel like a particular role within the family since then? Hell yeah. I've always been like, I've always been like the motherhead of everybody. hundred mm. percent. Mm. I've always been like- Even though you're the middle. Yeah. Mm. Well, my older sister is from a different mom. So- Four is from me and my mom and dad. So I'm the oldest of us. My mother raised my older sister as if she was hers from second grade. So that's my sister. We changed her last name. She's, she's a role for life. Mm-hmm. Um, but from us, my little, older sister's a little wild. She's a little crazy. But um, <laughs> I, I'm, I, in this, in the maturity world of life, I'm the oldest. So I take care of everything and everyone and make sure everybody's good. So everything kind of fell on my shoulder. When shit goes wrong, they call me. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like she was hard, dude. You know, and, and I still think like, like Deanna, my sister still deals with stuff with my parents divorcing. I still think my brothers do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's something that will never come back. Uh, but as long as my mom is healthy and my dad is healthy and my mom is happy, my dad's happy, I'm happy. Did they say why? Well, I can tell you why. My dad cheated on my mom okay. and my mom found out. Okay. She did FBI shit. Oh, oh I love her. Yeah. I <laughs> wonder where you us. get that. She's, oh, she's one of us. Yeah. Me and my mom are the same person. Low key, me and my older sister went and staked, staked out on the, the lady one night because my mom was like, yeah, my mom was like losing her shit. I Dude. Mean, losing her mind. She was like, I need you to go. So me and my sister got in the car and like staked out at this chick's house, like looking for my dad. Bible. No way. Did you find her? No. Did you find him? No. No. And I was like, mom, I'm leaving. She's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, mom, I'm 10. It's a school night. (laughs) She's like, no. We're taking shifts. (laughs) Yo, it was a movie. Yo. Me and my older sister were like, yo, we don't So you were involved. You know know what was going on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I flew home. I I flew. I left. I was in Atlanta at the time living. Mm. My older sister, G, called me. She's like, yo, you need to come home. Mom's losing her mind. Did you ever uh, tell your dad like what's going on? Or was everyone just talking to your mom about it? And everybody dad? was on my, with my mom okay. supporting her. And we were like, yo dad, what the fuck are you doing? And he just denied. He was like, not denied, but acted like it was nothing. Like your mom's just crazy. Like it's nothing. It's just the girl that I work with. Okay. Long story short, my mom pulled up on him again. Saw my dad kiss the woman in the car. And it was like, whoa. Like in her face type stuff. I mean, it's just crazy. And then from there was like a spiral, but my mom still wanted to be with my dad. Mm-hmm. And my dad still wanted to be with my mom in this weird way, right? It's like, are we ever adults? Yeah. You know I what know. I mean? Yeah. Like, but love like creates a different world, a yeah. realm, right? Yeah. And I just feel like this space specifically- my- It's like either love or fear. Yeah. Once love mm-hmm. is gone, fear is there. Yeah. And like, there's such a fear. Yeah. And my mom wanted, like my mom still wanted to be with my dad and make it work, but my dad was just off his rocker. And I don't want to say he chose that woman because I still, I'm not a fan of that lady, but um, if he chose her, he chose her. And you know, it is what it is now. He's yeah. still with that woman. 
uh, unhappily, to be honest. Mm. He's not happy at all. He's miserable. He's so regretful. Really? Yeah. Oh, He's wow. so regretful. Wow. Is my mom mad? Really? Yeah. Tells me every day on the phone. He's like, that's the stupidest thing he ever did. Why no shit, still dad. Men can't function without I, us. Yo, yeah. I agree. Yeah. He can't function without my mom. I completely agree. And it's almost like too big of a risk to let her yeah. go and not be able to get back with your mom. You know, right. there's yes. just so much ego involved and yep. like being able to be, yeah, wow. Yeah, like, Gosh, that poor woman too though. Yeah. You know, she must have a feeling and know yes. and- Yes. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. And now is- I have two new baby sisters. <laughs> oh yeah, with them. Okay. Yeah. From it, your dad. Yeah, from my dad. Got it. Well, how old? One, two, and almost one. Oh, those are okay. Yeah, yeah. So I have like two from this outside woman, and it's it's strange. Yeah, but these babies are so innocent and beautiful. I love them. You know, now we can all be in the same building, and we can all be together at family outings and Christmas, and bring the kids. And my mom's okay with it for the most part. You know, my dad's my dad, and we're all together. Mm -hmm. So it's it's our family now. Yeah, that's our unit. Yeah. Did that affect like how you were in relationship or like how you viewed? I know this was more recent. So, like, yeah. I mean, now, some days I don't think I ever need a man low key. Mm-hmm. Like, it's strange. And being single now, I've been single what, a year and a half. I've dated here and there, but nothing for real, for real. But sometimes I wonder, like, do I want to be married? Like, I've always thought I want to be married. Mm-hmm. Have I want a family, hands down. I want kids. But I'm like, do I? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't need it. Yeah. And for so long, I thought I needed a man, or I wanted. It was a need or a want, you know. But I love, I love companionship. I love being in a relationship. I love men. I love men. I think there are great men in this world. So now I question things. It makes me wonder. Trust is very huge with me, and loyalty is like everything, right? So it makes me question my outlook on love. That makes sense. You know, what's interesting is I think I've found too, I've like, when you say loyalty, it's so interesting because I think I've seen in toxic relationships where a lot of times men will use loyalty against, like in their, in their favor. So they'll be like, well, you're not loyal to me. Like, you know, like I'm all about loyalty, but in actuality, it's the woman is a part of a toxic relationship and loyalty is like hurting her. So where does like, how do you draw the line and how do you define loyalty, I guess, now after getting out of a toxic relationship? I mean, what you just said, it's called gaslighting. Yeah. Okay. Like you should mm. never be gaslighted. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? You so should true. never allow a man to allow you to think that being wrong and lied, you're being accepting of it is being disloyal. Mm. No, you don't deserve that. Get out now. Period. Did you ever catch that happening in your relationship and you were like, Maybe I should be loyal, like when he was cheating and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, when I was in when I was in relationships that were when he were cheating on me, which I've been in a lot of relationships that the man was cheated on me. I always tried to understand why. I always felt like I wasn't enough. Yeah, of course. Or I wasn't doing something right. Or what? What was why? Mm-hmm. She had something better than you. Yeah. yeah. So like I would literally drive myself crazy trying to like research and discover. Mm-hmm. And you know how we girls do? We go on Instagram, find the girl and we're like looking. Yeah. Right? And it's just, That used to be part of my routine. Yeah. Was checking on the chick. Like Isn't that, that was like part of my routine. It was oh, like, wow. wake up, yeah. check on the chick, go here, Dude. check on the chick. So it was like every day. Yeah. 
like for a while. Did you imagine how much time of life we wasted? Oh, yeah, and how much fucking information I know about that bitch. Like, for what? Literally, Literally, for what, what, bro? I knew like every move. It was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what's wild, most of the time, they are kind of in a similar situation where they don't really know to the extent, unless they do, Mm -hmm. unless they do know the full story, but where they're being lied to as well. So like either they don't know about you or they're being told that, you know, uh, the guy is on its, his way out of the relationship yes. anyway. So don't worry about yep. it. She's crazy. So yes. it's it's really, I I haven't been in that situation necessarily, but I, I guess looking at it, it's like thinking about like what she doesn't know too could yes. be like, I mean, yeah, that yeah, just comes with maturity, but it's like- Oh, Lindsay, I used to call them. Yeah, yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> Shameless. I used to Love call you. them and ask them. And I'd be like, you do know- he just bought me a ring, right? Like, you do know. And they'd be like, oh my God, no, I don't. And I'd be like, oh yeah, baby. Because I didn't know. Yeah. True story. True story. I was just at a birthday party two weeks ago in LA. Oh yeah. I'd never forget faces. Obviously, I was on Instagram back in the day. Doing your thing. Doing the thing. Found out he was talking to this chick, doing my FBI research. Yo, and I see the girl walk in. And I'm like, whatever, I'm done with that dude. He's old news, right? So she comes in and she grabs my arm. She's like, can I talk to you? And I look at her and I'm like, no, I'm in a conversation right now. Like, I'm good. Like, I I don't, we don't need to talk. There's nothing Mm -hmm. to talk about. So I look at my homegirl. I'm like, yo, my ex used to fuck with that girl. That was like the Instagram girl that he used to mess with. She was like, well, I'm like, yeah, bro. Why why does she want to talk to me? I don't have nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't bring my past to my present. That's like past. So she's Val, Valim was like, yo, she's staring at you. I'm like, bro, why? You know, it was just awkward. So Mm -hmm. I'm going into the bathroom. She's coming out at the exact time. She Uh grabs my arm and she's like, I just want to say sorry. I had no idea. He acted as if you weren't together. Like, I just want to let you know I apologize. Mm -hmm. Like, I had no idea. Like, he told me a different story. Like, I would have never done that to you, X, Y, and Z. So she had that on her chest for who knows how long. Damn. And she had to get it off. You know, and I looked at her and I said, I appreciate you for owning, you know, who you are and what happened in that, in that instance. But I was like, baby girl, it was like you and 20 other girls. <laughs> I ain't worth like, Honestly. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> That's you're like, like passing over. I was like, you're number 14. Chance. There's two more people at this party that want to say that to me. <laughs> so it was like funny, but I appreciated it at the same time. Yeah. A woman that can own her shit and apologize. Because like you yeah. said, Lynn's like some of these Men and women don't tell the full truth to the other people that they're cheating on. It's 100%. almost like in those moments, it's like healing what you, like the, your relationship with women that kind of got tainted while you were with that person. You know, it's yeah. like, even though it's like, hey girl, I don't really care anymore. And I appreciate you saying that, but it does do a little something to restore your faith yes. in the intentions that those women have, you know, not everyone, but. It's just respect. Yeah. yeah. And it's also a world you surround yourself in. The world that I yeah. was in was very fake. It wasn't real. Yeah. I know I lived in a different world. Like the accessibility of things, the type of, the, the, the type of money, the type of lifestyle that I was living breeds a lot of fake people around mm. you all the time. So that's what I was around. I was around a lot of fake women. Mm. You know, now being out of it, looking back, I'm like, yo. Was it like wives of? Wives, wives of everybody. Celebrities. Wives of any type of wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wives of powerful men. Yeah. Period. In general. Yeah. You know, so it's like, 
you're also in another world. What kind of access like did it give you? You know, like what were you doing that was like fucking crazy? <sighs> I mean, I I was on I just lived a different life. I was on private jets. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I had access. I could go spend money on stupid shit like shoes that cost like $2,000. I would yeah. never do that in real life. Of course. But it was it was different. You know, I had access to I was sitting in the royal box of Wimbledon. Like with the royals in Wimbledon. Yeah. Like what? Mm-hmm. It was so cool. We had so, I had so much fun. There was so, access accessibility is like dope. Another world. <laughs> yeah. Pretty dope. Dope it's period. It's fun, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's you're also it's a different type of people that you're around. So now looking back, like the type of people that I'm around now, it's like the best type We're of people. We're salt of the earth. Yeah. We're easy. Yeah. Could you feel like you could be yourself in those situations no. or? Yeah. Because I feel like you're you're the type of person now and perhaps you always were. It's just mm-hmm. that period in your life. But like where you can be around anyone, whether it's a celebrity or the fucking homeless man on the street, yeah. like where you're just you, you treat everyone mm-hmm. The exact same, which yeah. is one of the reasons why I love you so much. But what did you feel during that time? Like what kind of stopped you? Well, first and foremost, I've always dated older men. So I always feel like I always made myself act older than what I actually was. Yeah. So I was acting like I was like 40 something years old and I was 27. I'm very mature for my age, but... I always had to dress differently. I had more to- More modestly or just like- 100% more conservative. Because oh, really? he wanted you to? Yeah, for him and for the situation. Like yeah. I was in really like high, high profile spaces yeah. where I wanted to present myself respectfully and like, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't wear this matronly dress. Like it's not my style, <laughs> but I would. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. I mean- Carl No hands, style, handmaid's bro. tail. No, yeah, no, I'm not like, into that. Ann Taylor isn't always my vibe. <laughs> no, at all. Dress down past my knees, bro. What? Show oh my leg, God, cover them knees. Yeah. I couldn't. Uh, so uh, like ballet flats and a dress past your knees. Yeah. And I was also, I was also very short, like in, in, in my voice. I was, I was shortened because when you're with somebody of so much power, and this goes to any man, to any man that you're dating, when they are in their realm and you're their woman, you become like sometimes like a trophy, right? But that's a choice. And I, at that time of my life, was a trophy. I chose that. Looking back now, I, that's, I chose that. It wasn't dictated to me. I chose to be at this trophy. So I wouldn't speak how I would speak now. I'd be short and honest and to the point, but I'd, it'd be short mm. and sweet. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I play my part, if that makes sense. Yes. You know what I mean? So everybody was happy at the end of the day. Would there, now looking back, yeah, there'd be, there'd be a, I could talk forever. I'd have conversations and do this and that, but you know, I played a part so everybody would be happy. And all these relationships that I have, like it's, it's this thing where n- now as an adult, being a single woman, yeah, I'm a trophy, but I'm a trophy with a voice. Like there's two different trophies I say, right? There's like this trophy piece that just sits in a fucking trophy case. And there's, there's a trophy that like, oh, did you just see that Oscar that um, the guy won from... When They See Us with Ava DuVernay. Oh, yeah. What's his name? No. Um, like, Yo, When They See Us is... Oh, such a good movie. I forget. I think his name's like Jarrell. Jarrell. 
He was one of the kids as an adult. Yes. That trophy is impactful. That trophy has like a reason. That trophy has like a voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just by looking at it, you know that there's depth and substance behind that. So choose what you want. Jarell Jerome. Yeah, Mm Jarell Jerome. Incredible. Congratulations. What an incredible win. But like, I feel like, yes, you're a beautiful woman. But I, there's also, there's a intelligence. There's real, genuine soul here. You know what I mean? There's, there's so much more to offer than what I look like. And I've always known this. I was just always scared to, mm. I was just scared. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's also too like what people could allow you to be or what they perceive you to be. It's yeah. like, you know, if a guy wants you to be a trophy, then he'll only perceive you to be as much as a trophy yes. can be. Preach. You know, so it's really like, it's on you, I guess, to allow yourself to foster as much of your authentic self as you can be. But like, if you're going to be around people that don't really want to allow that to happen, it's mm-hmm. like, what's the point? You shouldn't be there. You shouldn't be there. You shouldn't be there. When every other hard. woman around you was kind of like that. Yeah, every other woman. So that's when you're when you're around that you're just like oh this is how we act. So what you guys fucking talk about like where you're like hello wives other yeah, women I like your shirt. No shopping. <laughs> would there any would there be any moment where you were just like Real. like kind of like looking at each other just like what the fuck is going on? There was some people that there were some people that you can lock eyes with, but it's like a feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's an energy thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. And they just get it. They got it. Really? They would just get it and got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's kind of cool. Women have this really cool intuition. If you follow yes. it, like it's really, it's really powerful and special. Yeah. Um, like even like your mom with your dad. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think women, especially with cheating. Yeah. You know, women. A hundred percent. You know, I was thinking too with the cheating thing is like my biggest tip with people when you find out or you assume like a guy or someone you're dating, a woman is cheating, always assume they did the most. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I know you f- you fucked her. And then you work backwards. You're like, because it'll always be like, no, we just kissed. <laughs> and you always be like, no, everyone told me that you guys fucked because they always fucked. Yeah. You know, you always do the most. Yeah. So I was like, I always assume that you already know. Mm-hmm. And I've actually got that has worked for me like twice. Oh. Or I've been like, oh, I actually know that you guys fucked. They told me. And they're yeah. like, yeah, God. Yeah. I know. Oh yes, you're welcome. Were you- when every time did he? <laughs> you're genius. Get it? I'm a fucking genius. Did he deny? Some, like and- kissing is like what? Did you make? You- did it make you feel crazy? Kind of throughout, like because I can imagine it happening so many times, and you kind of knowing about probably at least half of it. Like, did you feel crazy that like this was kind of going on? And what was the breaking point when I was in? I've dealt with men cheating a lot. And now when I look back through this healing, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, why are you with men that cheat on you? When I stayed, it was because I was scared, right? Because I was like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? I have to start all over again. I was in a relationship with this one, what, four or five years? Like, you get scared to leave something that you're so comfortable with. Like you're comfortable. You're like happy here. It was scary. I broke up with one of them a couple of times when they were cheating on me, but then I'd always go back. You know what I mean? It's like I'd break up and go back. I'd break yeah. up. It was like that crazy roller coaster yeah. that I could never get off. Yeah. And then there were times where I went crazy. I went psycho to the point where I got sick. Like my stomach was off. I had to go see acupuncturist to like get right. And that was my breaking point. 
Did you like do anything to get your anger out? No. My best friend used to always tell me I had to go see an acupuncture, uh, a therapist, Cody. Yeah. But the guy that I was dating at the time, he was like, oh, why would you see a therapist? Why would you go talk to a stranger? Dude. Who does that? Oh, wow. Why would you do he's that? He's afraid he's going to get caught. Yeah. <laughs> Can you, um, yeah. Literally. They're afraid that the therapist is going to be like, you need to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly. Truly. Yeah. So I never went. Wow. And- um, So were you just fucking mad? Oh, I was mad. I was depressed. Yeah. I wow. was fucking- just looking on girls' Instagrams all morning, yeah. all day, like in a, in a twilight zone. Yeah. You know, but then I had highs and then I was happy and then I was fine. And then I hit another low, you know what I mean? And then I do more research and then I hit another low. So it was kind of like a twilight zone. It was like dog with a, I always say it was like dog with a bone too. Like once you found something, like that was like an inkling of, a cheating thing. Yeah. If you saw like him like or comment on a photo or you yeah. saw like him in the background of a photo or someone that looks like him or he's with, she's with his friends or yeah. something like that, then that is like the dopamine to keep going. 100%. Like, it's even, it's so it's strong. It's a drug, bro. It's a drug. So you're like, oh, mm. but last time I found something. So there's a likely chance that I will find something again. So I'm going to continue to do this yes. pattern. Yes. It's so exhausting. And you know, people say like, don't look because if you go looking, you're going to find what you're looking for. Yeah. Shut up. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> That is true. If you do have the inkling to look, usually there is You something. already know, which means you, you shouldn't know. be there. To be, tr- to be honest. If I have to look now as a 31-year-old woman, I'm not going to be with you, period. Like that doesn't live here anymore. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was like looking in the morning and <laughs> I fucking tried so hard the lock like made the alarm go off. I was like, meow, meow. And I was like, the bed, I was like hello. He like, and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, <laughs> Setting your alarm for me. I know. <laughs> what did you actually say when he said, what are you doing? I literally was like, oh, I don't know, man. I was trying to look through your phone. Like at that point, I was. it was so obvious mm-hmm. and I'd done it all the time. Mm-hmm. It was like par for the course. Yeah. It's like, bring it with you next time. <laughs> yeah. but, were I, you ever with a guy that like liked the crazy and therefore you did it more? No. No, okay. I just was crazy. No, I, I don't not, think you were crazy. crazy. No, I don't think you were crazy. It's crazy I, making. Meaning like when you started to, yeah, when you were made to feel crazy right. and then you kind of noticed that that, because I think some guys feed off of like, yeah. like some Women go wild, wild shit. for him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I true. I haven't experienced that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I but can they, like, totally see like, that. fight over them. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, yeah, like that shit. Like that. Yeah. like makeup sex is probably so much better oh, and so yeah. much good. Yeah. No. That shit don't live here. (laughs) No, I didn't. That's interesting. So what was leaving? Oh, sorry. It is weird though, like how the women that, it's like they're, for me, like one of my situations, like that woman was a big part of my life. Mm. Like as much as she- Had no idea? No, she knew. She was very aware. She was like very aware. And I was a big part of her life. You know what I mean? Like she was a huge part of a few years of my life. And she knew a lot about me. I knew a lot about her. And we consumed each other's thoughts, I'm sure, for right. a long period of time. Right. So it's just a weird connection that we have. Right. You know, I've always thought about that. Like That's interesting. I don't know. There's a very there was like a karmic soul thing that happened with yeah. us. Cause the so my person was someone I met actually the first day of college. I got on campus. I met this person, this girl. And I was like, she's cool. She's really pretty, but she's, there's something about her I don't like. So she's like, oh, give me your phone number. And I gave her a fake number. <laughs> so I gave her a fake number. <laughs> we come back to school and I'm just like trying to not, not hang out. And 
then a year later I go abroad, I go abroad and I see one picture of her and my boyfriend at the time. And I'm like, I think they're hooking up. Mm. Everyone's like, what Mm. are you talking about? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Like you have saw one picture. Right. Confirmed it a few months later and everybody, everybody knew it was happening for a long time. And then when I came back, they kind of stopped, whatever. But then I started hooking up with another guy after this relationship ended and they started talking at the very end of us hooking up as friends. But I was like, I saw her name on his phone one time. I was like, oh, I'm done here. Yeah. And it was weird that she ended two relationships for me. Isn't that interesting? It was so interesting. And then I knew the whole time. I was like, you're a weird ass person. Did that that make you like fucking hate girls or just her? No, it just, well, bothered me that my friends knew, a lot of my friends knew that that was going on and they didn't tell me. Mm -hmm. And that's really problematic. And I think that's what happens with us girls. Like we can't trust each other. Yeah. And it it creates this competitive place. Yeah. And this place where like, she doesn't want us to be the best. She wants what's mine or this envious Mm -hmm. jealousy starts breeding, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it's usually like we're in high school, in college, like in our most important years, we're growing as women. Like we should be creating this dope ass sisterhood of loyalty, yeah. love and support. Guy, and especially in your situation with dating someone like as prestigious and yeah. high up and especially in sports, guys will stand up for them. Guys will, a guy will be like, oh, that's that's Blank's girl. That's yeah. Ricky's girl. I'm yeah. not going to fuck with that. But girls don't do that yeah. the same. And I wonder if it's a power thing. Like I wonder if like, I'm trying to think of a woman that would be in a high position of power, like as a vice versa, if men would try and still try and hook up with her. But I think women having each other's backs is a trend that is really picking up though. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Now. And it's very refreshing. Yes. But I also want to say I think like- there's less fear. Like women are now getting more self-confidence. Right. There's less fear. I agree. I totally agree. I think women- I used to think like this womanhood thing was just a trend, right? On Instagram, this woman sisterhood power. Mm -hmm. But now like I meet like a dope ass woman like you two and other women that I'm here and like in LA and in New York and Atlanta where I traveled. I'm like, no, like we really are getting it. We really are understanding the power of us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's why like that literally was like the reason why I started my podcast, Girl, We Got This. Because I'm like, yo, we got to do this together. Like, and we're finally getting like... We can do this together better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. But it sucks when you're dealing with this crazy competitive jealousy shit when you're in high school and when you're in college and it's molding you for your future. And it's sad. I wonder if you would have been on, if Instagram was bigger when you were together, if you would have had more access to finding out more. No, Instagram was big when I was in every relationship of my life. Okay. Except my college boyfriend maybe. And I knew everything. Okay. (laughs) I knew everything. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I knew everything. Some things I didn't know. I'm surprised some, girls don't try to get pregnant. I mean, girls do try to get pregnant. Some girls do get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, especially someone like that. It's like, like... People, people, people... People keep things under lock. I mean, look at Drake, right? Yeah. And that whole situation, like nobody knew that he had a kid yeah. until yeah. like he was what, two? Yeah. You know what I mean? So like people do get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, there's no question about that. Yeah. It's just like how you keep that quiet or how you keep things under wraps mm-hmm. or if you don't have the baby, you know? Yeah. So things like that happen. How did you get out of it? Like, what was that moment like? And cause I know it's, it's like leaving behind that lifestyle. I know yeah. you loved him. It's like, 
how, because I can imagine that there are girls out there that are in situations where they're like, yeah, but like it would be harder if I left. My life would be harder if I left. It'd be easier just to stay. I think it was the moment where as a woman, there's a point in your life where you have to understand what you want out of this lifetime. And it was to the point where I had turned 30 and I was like, what do I want? I figured out what I wanted and I figured out that he could never give me what I wanted. That was it. There was nothing else to it. There was nothing devastating happened. Nothing crazy was happening. It was just like, I'm 30. I want to start my family. I want a husband. I want to be married. I want to trust my husband. I want to love this motherfucker harder and just like continue building a dope ass life together. And maybe we could have, but I didn't believe we could at that time. And for me, I feel like, you know, it wasn't for me anymore. And the crazy cool thing about it is I never lost who I was. I was still a Tisha at my essence, but I knew I had to make a change for myself. I knew I had to put myself first and foremost, finally. I knew it was going to be hard as fuck. But I also knew that I'm a fucking champ. Like I also knew like I fell down so many times in my life that I'll always stand back up. So fear fuels me. Not all people, it doesn't fuel. There's a lot of people that I know that are still in toxic relationships and that, that world specifically that will never get out because they're scared and they're comfortable. When women are in comfortable situations, we stay. Even if we're fucking miserable, we stay because we're scared. And half the time, it's a financial situation, right? So like the man might be the breadwinner. You don't have nothing. You take care of the kids. What are you going to do for money? What are you going to do for finances? You know, what are you actually going to do? And that's what keeps you in these toxic spaces. But in my head, I was like, I know how to work. I ain't scared of work. And I'm not ashamed to pick myself up from the ground. And it took me a while to get there. And when I got there, it was just like emotional. It was a lot of crying. I was depressed. I was sad. But then I was like, all right, you got to do this. And then I remember getting in my car and driving from Atlanta to LA and just starting new and starting fresh. You know, and that was it. It was it was a roller coaster. I think as an adult, as a woman, you have to know what you want in this lifetime. We live once, right? Like, what do you want? Do you wanna be going through Instagram pictures of other women for the rest of your life or not? Honestly, ask yourself that. Do you wanna feel what it's like to really experience love? Like I still don't know what really love feels like sometimes. Like I know what love, unconditional love feels like for my mom and my dad, my brothers and my sisters and my, my girlfriends. But when it comes to relationship, I've experienced love, but not the love that I want to experience, if that, that, that makes sense. Because in my head, like there's still a lot of love that I've never experienced from a man in a relationship standpoint. I felt my dad loves the hell out of me, which is another reason why like, I don't think I need a fucking man. Like I got a love for my dad. You know, but I don't know. It, it just puts things in perspective, but sit down with yourself and understand what you want. And, you know, I always say like, you only grow out of discomfort. Being comfortable is going to leave you to a mediocre fucking life. Who wants to be mediocre? I don't. That's the damn truth. I wasn't born to be mediocre. You know what I mean? And I have so much to offer this world. So choosing you first Letting fear go and knowing that, yeah, I'm going to fall hard, but I'm going to do whatever I can to pick me up. 
like sometimes I always used to think like, yo, like I used to love these men in like my lifetime so hard. Like a lot of us do, like we give up everything in love, right? And it's like those women, it's like it's in our nature to nurture, to love, to give. Imagine if you loved yourself that fucking hard. Like really think about that. And we're that loyal to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If you rode hard for yourself every day, if you like made yourself breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day for you, you know what I mean? Like if you, if you fought to stay in something so hard, if you fought for yourself every day, the way you fought to stay in a relationship that wasn't good for you, like imagine how strong and solid of a warrior you'd be. Isn't that wild? wild. I used to think about that when I journaled. Yeah. What would you want your love to be like? Free. Oh, my love to be free. I, I don't, I don't want to feel tamed. I don't want to feel like I have to change. I don't want to feel like I have to fit in some box that he wants me to be in. Uh, I want to I be able to be me and just free. I think free is the, my favorite word when it comes to love and loyal uh, and open, like my best friend. That's what love is to me. You know, like, like my siblings, like I think about that, like those five human beings are like my lifeline. Like that's how I want to be loved. Like no matter what type of Letitia I was, those motherfuckers love me to the day I die mm-hmm. and are still here for me. They still ride for me no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When I was crazy Letitia or wild Letitia or disrespectful Letitia sometimes, like, you know what I mean? Cause I was moody in life where we're not perfect, but they still love me for me because they know my core. They know my soul. Yeah. That unconditional shit, dude. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that exists. What inspires me like most about you is, and we haven't known each other that long, but Mm -hmm. like to know that you picked up, drove to LA and like all that you've accomplished in such a short period of time, like it almost feels like one, I know that was always there, Mm -hmm. but it's like this kind of like pressure cooker. Like when you were kind of for lack of a better explanation, kind of like caged, feeling like really mm-hmm. restricted in the way you could express yourself and be yourself. What has that been like? Just to be able to like use your voice again in the fullest way that you know how to like to create a sisterhood, the podcast, your business. I want yeah. you to like touch on that. Like it's just so incredible that like there was a very short period of time. And I know you're in therapy and doing mm-hmm. the healing work as mm-hmm in conjunction with what's going on, but like there was no hesitation. It was just like always there. Thanks Lens, for that. I know I had to go. I, and I think being an athlete helped me because uh, yeah. I know what it feels to lose. Like I know yeah. what it feels like to lose a big ass game. And I know, how, I know how to get back in the gym at 6 a.m. and put up a hundred shots until I make what I have to make. So I have like this like nonstop factor in me, but I've had that all my life because as an athlete, that shit's ingrained in me. Implementing it into my real life is dope. I feel free as hell. I feel like new. A guy asked me the other day, like, how do you feel? I said, I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. Honestly. It was hard though. It wasn't easy. It was hard finding your voice again. It was hard opening up again and being able to trust people, especially women. Even men, dude. Going back into dating men, I was like, bro, this is weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, whoa, what is going on? I have to get on a dating app? I have to hit X and check? Like, But finding your power and your voice and starting over again was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And it allows me to impact people, right? So I always say like, I'm like your sister. I am your sister. Like I am a big sister. Like I am that woman 
that will let you know what the hell I've been through so you don't have to go through that shit. Because if I had a big sister that was telling me, yo, you shouldn't be doing this and get out, life would have been different. You know what I mean? So if I can do that, that's why I created Girl, We Got This. You know, Girl, We Got This is pretty much the essence of these incredible women, but that had hella fucking lows, but then had a crazy ass breakthrough. It's just a mirror image of my life, what, what I've been through in my life. And I get to listen to real people talk about real shit, unfiltered, and women sharing their truths. You know what I mean? And finding their voice again, which is the coolest thing because it's hard. It's one of the hardest things ever. Starting over and having like the courage to start over and starting just to start. Start from zero as a 31-year-old woman. It was like, what am I doing? Like you feel like you miss out on so much of life, but it doesn't matter. Age is literally a number first and foremost and it's heart. It's who you are that's gonna really like make an impact in this lifetime. So I think it's one of the best feelings ever, finding my voice and business, my hat business, trust. Dude, I designed that for myself because I have all this crazy curly hair and I, and I embrace who I am. You know, I'm mixed, so I have this textured hair and I was tired of straightening my, I was tired of straightening my hair. I'm accepting who I am in all aspects of me. So I created a hat for women so they don't have to straighten their hair and change their st- texture you know, embrace who they are in every essence, mm. you know? And in running businesses, it was hard. It's not easy. You know, I think people need to understand that like what we do is because what we do what we love, but it's not easy. It's a struggle. And then you're doing self-care on top of it, right? So you're doing therapy on top of it. You're doing energy healing. And then you still got to pay bills. You still got to try to date. You still got to try to run a business. Like it's a lot but you can do it. You know what I, and I, and I want people to know that you can, like once you choose, like, yeah, I got this, like girl, like we really fucking got this. Like we got it and ask for help. That's like, that's like the number one thing. And that was one thing that I was never used to is asking for help. I still kind of struggle there, but I think asking for help when you start over is one of the best things you can do. For the podcast, like what's something that you've learned that you're like, damn, like this podcast has shown me X or this woman showed me, like what's something crazy that's really stuck with you? You know, it's, there's two things. One thing is guilt. Us women, we hold so much guilt. Mm. Mom guilt, entrepreneurial guilt, friendship guilt. Um, all this guilt that we hold on our shoulders. There's so many women that I've interviewed and they have like this guilt that lingers on all of us. And it, and it makes me really sad. But it's also dope that we can still manage to live our lives with this guilt on our shoulders. Because a lot of people can't be us. You know, a mother, mother specifically, I interviewed a couple moms and like being the boss ass woman that they are, they feel guilty because they're not with their, their kids. And that blows my mind. I know. Right? It's like, huh? It's like, what do you mean? But you have to work. Like, do men feel like this? Do, do men have dad guilt? I don't know. I don't. I think it depends, but I don't think it's as strong. Yeah. yeah you know, and I, and I think about this and I'm like, it's, it's, it's something that like we have to learn how to work in our life. This one, Tamara Laura um, told me, I don't feel guilt anymore because I learned I have to blend my life. So I, I blend things to make everything kind of manageably work out to the best of my abilities because we can only do the best that we can. You know, so that guilt has to get off of our back. 
What like, does blending look like? Blending looks like, so balance to her doesn't exist. She wrote a book called Balance is Bullshit, which I would totally recommend everybody to read. Blending looks like, Lindsay, it's your birthday, right? But I have like this crazy speech I have to go to and it's the night of your birthday. So I'm going to say, hey, Linz, I'm speaking at this really, you know, dope place. Can I bring you there? And like after we can go like grab cake after and like a, a glass of wine. So I'm blending my friendship in my night because I got to work, bro. Like mm-hmm. I have to work, mm-hmm. you know, but I also want to love you and like let you know that I love you. So I'm going to bring you here. We have fun as heck. And then we go afterwards and make it happen. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think two women feel more guilt because we, it feels like we have a choice. Yes. And men don't feel like they have a choice. Like mm-hmm. a man has always historically gone back to work. Yes. So it doesn't feel like he has the choice to stay. But women historically have had a choice if they could work. And I'm putting this in quotes or if they could stay home. Right. You know, so, and nowadays people are more so women are are mostly working. Yeah. But I think that there's a lot of that there in addition to like the actual maternal physical things that we go through as women. I totally agree with you. Which is, you know, yeah, it's just us being so multidimensional as I've been realizing and as I've been talking about lately is like the multidimensionality is such a beautiful thing, but it also comes with its challenges because we know we can do so much. We have so many aspects to who we are, to our lives, and we're able to tap into different feelings from different people. So whether it's our marriage or our kid or our friends, if we feel like something may be a little off, then we feel it, you know, yeah. but men usually can only focus on one thing at a time, mm-hmm. work, you know, they're at work, they're focusing on work. If something's going on, they'll definitely maybe have it in the, in the side of their mind, but it's not as much of like constantly a few things going on. I totally agree with you. It's crazy. I totally agree. The second thing I, I think that I found with doing Girl, We Got This, it's it's this weird dynamic of us that I always ask like, how was your sisterhood growing up? You know, and a lot of women that I speak to, some women aren't though. Some women are, I find it to be common that they had struggles creating sisterhood when they were young. I hung out with the boys. I didn't hang out with the girls. Mm. I was like that when I was younger. Same. Yeah. Like in like our early ages, right? Like yeah. middle school and like grade school. Like I didn't hang out with the girls. I hung out with the boys. Like the boys are cooler. And I'm like, why? I know. Mm-hmm. Why didn't we hang out with us more? Like, why wasn't like my mom like saying, no, you need to hang out with the girls and make your girl squad now. So when you're 30, your girl squad is so deep and dope and built woman apple, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like version of like the space. And it, 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 it would make me sad because I was that girl. I hung out with the boys. Same. Yeah. I'd be like, girls suck. Girls aren't funny. Yeah. Girls are lame. Girls are boring. Girls like, are boring. Why didn't I hang out with the girls? Honestly, same. It's so interesting. But now- I think that was a common language though. Yeah. I think it was cool. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. at a certain point, like you wanted the boys to like you more than just friends. Mm -hmm. So it was that thing where you Mm -hmm. kind of put yourself in positions to like be liked more by the boys, even if it was like being buddy, buddy. And like it kind of sacrificed your relationships with with girls. Yeah. Which is so sad, dude. Yeah. But now as adults- it's different now. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Now we know the power of our sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And like, I always talk to the girls on the podcast. They're like, yo, like- I wish my sisterhood started when I was like 10. Yeah. yeah. Imagine mm-hmm. our power. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Like equal pay wouldn't even be a thing right now. <laughs> if all of us were just like <laughs> fucking like, think about that though. Like if all of us like was like 
Got it's, each other's backs. Yeah, homemates of the day we die, like 10 years old from beyond. Yeah. <laughs> Competitiveness, a, like jealousy and envy didn't exist. I know. You know, like mm-hmm. how we portrayed each other at a young age, like it's crazy to me. So now when I go home to see my nieces, I always make sure they have a girl squad. Mm, I yeah. make sure of it. Oh, I love that. I make that. sure they're, they're nice to all the girls. You're such a big sis. Yeah, You're such a you role are. model. Thanks, like, truly. For, for women, like not just our age, but I, I really think you speak, I just see it with your family and, you know, just younger women really need that. Yeah. Really, really need that. And I just think you do such a good job. You see people. Thanks. Yeah. What would you give the message to a woman that's maybe in college or high school and that's just feeling a little lost with social media, feeling like mm-hmm. insecure, comparing herself? Like what would be a message? I would say stop comparing yourself because you, as you, who you are right now is the most magical gift that you're going to give to this world. Uh, comparison is like the first leader to death. There's like some type of quote. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, the thief Mm -hmm. of joy. Um, To me, it's death. Mm -hmm. Like honestly, like you will drive yourself crazy comparing yourself. But when you finally know that your essence is incomparable, that's like your true magic. Like when you're standing in yourself, you find like, whoa, I might not look like Kylie Jenner, but like my soul and like everything that I offer to this world is 10 times better than an appearance of any human being on Instagram. You know what I mean? And you're beautiful. I'm sorry. The eyes, beauty is the eyes of the beholder. And there's so much beauty in this world, but unfortunately Instagram skews it to like a specific look. Yeah. There's a very, and very our youth look. is really being skewed right now because of Instagram and like these filters and these shops. And look, we're all guilty of using them. It is what it is, but our youth is being affected and that that's when it affects me. And I would say to those girls, like, girl, you got this. Like, at the end of the day, no matter what, you are your only magic that you ever will need. Nothing. You don't need anything else. And once you discover your power, that shit's endless. You're not going to, you can't compare because nobody has what you have. Literally, no one has what you have in your soul. Mm -hmm. No one does. No one can be Kristen. No one can be Lindsay ever in life. Yeah. The comparison thing, I completely agree. It feels like death. It, 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 I think it can like send you into a form of, of being in a depressed state because Hell you're yeah. unable to really feel and see who you are. So mm-hmm. it's just like a very, it's just really a dark place to be. Yeah. And it's a spiral because yeah. you're like just going through it over and over yeah. and over. Yeah. Get off Instagram. Yeah. Like I literally tell like some of my girlfriends, like you need to get off Instagram. You know, because it's not healthy sometimes. If you're using it that in that way to compare yourself, it is not a healthy tool for you. Mm-hmm. Instagram is a tool. It's an app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an app. Yeah, yeah. It's an app. It's mm-hmm. not so life. Crazy. And it's, it's not, not your real. left arm. Yeah. It's not real. Can I repeat that? It's not real. A lot of these people don't look like that in real life. I will repeat. I've seen a lot of these people. Pull them up. They do not look like that in real life. They're beautiful people, but they don't look like that, what you're seeing. Yeah. Like in magazines, bro. Yeah. Completely. They don't look like that. Completely. It's called Photoshop. Yeah. Now we just have Facetune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did they Photoshop say? in your hand. There That's was a crazy. plastic surgeon. I forget. I was reading this article about the changing ideal of beauty standards, and they were talking about how plastic surgeons now have people. Most people bring in a photo of themselves that they Facetuned. And that's like what their goal oh, wow. is. So like it'll be- Holy moly. A nose or lips or eyes or body and they'll face tune themselves and they'll, then they'll say that's what they want to look like. Right. 
Now, look, we're, we're our own individuals. And if that's what you want to do with your life, that's fine. Just please be healthy mm-hmm. and be going to the right doctors. That's another thing. I don't, I don't judge anybody for changing anything they want. That's what they want to do with their life. It's, again, this is your life. Nobody else's. So do what you want. Yeah. But do it with a good intention. Yeah. I always think like intentions behind things need to be more powerful than the appearance of mm-hmm. things. The intention is everything. Yeah. And I think when you're talking about too with women, like, you know, knowing that their soul essence is so beautiful and special, it's also like being able to know it. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like women don't know it, so they mm-hmm. don't know its beauty. Mm-hmm. But once you start to discover it and you kind of tune in or you think about the things about yourself that you like yourself over the years, or you find common threads of your soul throughout your life that have been apparent or been made apparent through relationships or other mirroring opportunities, then you're given the chance to see like your actual beauty. hundred percent. But so many people don't stop to like take a second to understand it or see it, or it's, there's so much pain over it. Yes. You know, so I would say that too, is to really just like take a second to like acknowledge your soul. Yeah. Your essence. And surround yourself with people that acknowledge your essence. Like when I moved to LA, like Chris and Lindsay, you two were like two people that acknowledged my essence beyond what who I was or where I just came from or what my lifestyle was. Like you acknowledge my essence. Like you see my power. Like you see my magic. Like you have to be around people that see your shit, even yeah. when you can't. I think I saw you butt ass naked. So, we tricked Letitia. We we literally tricked her. Whenever we meet no new idea. friends, we we test them out by taking them to the Korean spa and getting them butt ass naked in the steam room. Yeah, that was my first <laughs> naked ass spa with you guys. Yo, Dude. and I was like, okay, I didn't shave, guys. Just so you know. Oh my god, it was me, we were like, Lindsay, <laughs> Letitia, and Milana butt ass naked in this Korean. We spa. We were like on the salt floor, <laughs> and there is women of all shapes and sizes all around. Around us, everyone and everyone's pissed that we're talking. Yeah, because oh we were trying God, to get to know each other and we were, we're chitty, like, da, da, chatty, chatty. And this woman stands up, butt ass naked. Butt ass naked. Yeah. She's like, flopping. hey. <laughs> she like stood up out of the hot tub with like 20 women behind her. All their tits are like oh. floating in the hot tub. And she's like, yeah, you guys keep it down. <laughs> it was, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. You're like, girl, we got this. But it was yeah. actually this really dope space where I was like, it was. yo, I feel like. It was fun. All new friends should meet like this because you're so fucking like just You were open. dating that dude. And oh, you yeah. were like, dude, I had Taco Bell last night. Or no, you, you had Popeyes. You're like, dude, how am I yeah. going to do this? I had Popeyes yeah. last night. Yeah. <laughs> we were afraid you're going to be shitting in the, in the fucking hot tub with all these people. <laughs> my life too, the way my life is, oh thank God, God it didn't happen. I know. Thank God. I, no. I'm glad too. <laughs> thank God no. it didn't happen. But I knew we'd be, I would be friends with you forever because yep. it's a different type of being naked literally and figuratively with somebody, I was naked. I was naked with my soul mm-hmm. yeah. with you guys. And that's like a really dope feeling to have with friends. I'll, yeah, I'll never feeling. forget yeah. it. So no, crazy. That was so good. I'll never forget when you told me who your ex was. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we had that conversation. Like, literally. But like, I, 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 it's who I am. It's yeah. a piece of me. It's a piece of my life. Of and I, felt of so, I felt so safe. And I think a lot of women don't feel safe to be open with other women. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, and I think we have to create that more safe spaces for all of us to just be more open and real and honest and raw about shit that we honestly need to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And it starts with really people going through their own shit and being kind to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because then you're not judging other people. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, girl, we got this. We got this. We got this. We've been on Girl, We Got This too, guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys are on my first episode. We crushed by the way, it. I love them 
I'm pretty sure it's still rated number one. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, but you guys have just so much knowledge and real raw openness. That's why Almost 30 is the best fucking podcast oh out there. Oh my God. That's why y'all tour the freaking world and have dude. nations of women that love you. Like how yeah. dope. I can't even yeah, go to- Yeah, we've really the- cultivated sisterhood. Yeah, on another level. Yeah. Like low key sometimes, like That's I so love true. supporting them and going to the events, but I don't get like quality time, which is my love language because all the sisters are like, oh my God, Krista, oh my God, Lindsay, which I love. I'm like, look at these fucking girls. It's so dope to see in real life though. Like it's just dope to see how you guys created this dope community of women. Yeah. It's yeah. powerful. It's full circle. Yeah. Much like you, like we had different times in our lives where we weren't really like honoring our relationships with women or didn't appreciate it. And now yeah. it's like a very, very full circle yeah. moment. Yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah. We're proud. My what? last question for you, what are you super proud of? I know you've been doing so much work. I love yes. to just like see you deep in your work. You know, I don't mm-hmm. mean professional work. I just mean like your soul work. What are you really proud of right now? This is a good question, Linz. You know what? I'm proud of taking time to myself. Uh, I'm a giver. I, I, I give, like I help my friends, I help my family. I don't ever give time to me. And going through therapy and journaling a lot, I learned that I have to give as much as I give to everybody else to me, you know, which which for me means my tea and meditation in the morning for the first 30 minutes before I start my day. And that changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm most proud of giving me time to me because I'd never done that before. And I think a lot of women do that too, where we're just going and going and going for everybody else around us, but we never stop for ourselves, which I think is also cool. Like Linz does these like solo trips, right? Like you do these solo trips and like you abide by them. I'm going to go this weekend somewhere, just me by myself and love on me because I deserve it. And I think putting yourself first is like hard, but it's so cool when you finally do it. You know what I mean? Completely. It's so cool. So yeah, I'd say I'm proud of putting me first. And finally. Practice for you too. to be able to receive from yeah. a, ma- a man. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like that space and your ability to receive will be... Like, I think you give so much, like, I don't know, like your ability to receive will be like there when you find that person. Yeah. And don't be in a rush to find somebody too, ladies. Like, let it be. You know, I was that relationship girl, dude. Like I was always in a relationship. Out of one, into another one, out of Mm -hmm. one, into another. This is the first time I've been single for a year and a half, literally from like since high school, probably. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's fun. It's cool. It's new. It's scary. It's, It's a roller coaster, but it's like, be patient. Yeah. And when you're at your top, you attract, bro, where you're at in your life. So I know when I'm at my peak, which low key is coming like sooner than later, like my man will be there. Mm-hmm. And in that time, like, bro, you're going to get the best motherfucking teacher in the world. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, future husband. You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. Yeah. I think yeah. just to, to close that loop on just be patient and it's like be super present to your life right now. Because I I spent so much time just kind of looking and being like, is he over there? Or am I going to meet him this year? Or, and it was that like, just being present to what I have, what is so abundant in my life, friendships, career, success, even just the work I have in front of me of that like self-work, like, okay, this is important too. You know, it's a distraction sometimes to look. It you is. know, because we like to do. We like yeah. to do things. So we're like, you know. I feel that riot gets me some days. 
Sundays I'm bored and I'm just like X, X, Yo. check, check, X, X heart. Where can Whatever. our ladies find you? Ah, oh, you guys can find me at Blue Hazel. B-L-U-H-A-Z-L on Instagram. And then my podcast, Girl, We Got This, bro. Girl, We Got This. Girl, We Got so All good. This for we'll Life Forever. episode too. Yeah. yeah it's, it's such a good pod. You are so, yeah. so gifted when you have conversations. I'm just... I appreciate yeah. you too. You guys are all insane. You. you two are magic. We love you. Thanks love for you. everything. Thanks for being you. Oh, duh. Oh, life. <laughs> this oh, is for life, bro. <laughs> all right. We love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye, Bye ladies. <laughs> Thanks so much, Letitia. Thanks, sweet one. We love you very, very, very much. You can learn more at bluehazel.com, B-L-U-H-A-Z-L.com. Her podcast is Girl, We Got This, and she's the founder of Tress. So check it out. All right, we wanted to share a review of the week. This is from Jackie, and it's called Life Changing Podcast. I've been listening to the Almost 30 Podcast for over a year, and it's safe to say that this podcast has changed my life. I love listening to list to Lindsay and Krista at the beginning of every episode. I'm always laughing and at this point consider them my best friends. Creepy, I know, but so true. Every episode is so thought-provoking and I, at the end of the episode, feel like I truly have walked away with something positive and takeaways that I can adapt to my own life. Don't let the title of the podcast deter you. If you are anyone who is looking for a podcast that fills you up with the good stuff, then look no further. Thank you, Krista and Lindsay. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you guys for taking the time to write a review. If you do, we might read yours on the very end. We really appreciate it. You know, this free content. Um, We will see you on tour, almost30podcast.com slash tour. We'll be in Australia. We have our live show in December. We have your podcast pro coming out January. We have the workshop coming out in January. And yeah, almost 30 podcasts on Instagram for all of the things and the updates. It's very chill over here. It's very chill over here. We're very (laughs) relaxed. Very relaxed. (laughs) We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye.